Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. You know what I absolutely hate, guys? What? I absolutely hate anonymous scouts. Anonymous. Anonymous sources. Quotes, anonymous sources. Put a name on that damn thing. I guess you can't, though, or else you're going to get fired, maybe, from the organization that you're working with. But working the Mark Madden show is my day job, if those of you don't know me. <laughs> that's what I do. And earlier today on the show, he brought up something that an anonymous scout or GM or someone in another football team's front office said about the Steelers and Big Ben in their offseason. And it went along the lines of him saying, yeah, they're bringing back most of what they had last year, and they're trying to be a little bit better than they were. And that's fine. But you got a question if Ben Roethlisberger can still throw the ball anymore. And then he went on to say that they're also in the process of collecting all of these people back, blowing up their cap for next year and completely ruining it then. And there's a couple things to chew on there, I think. <laughs> uh, so we'll do that first. And then later I want to take you guys on a little exercise that I have planned mm. having to do with the NFL draft. But before we get to that, these comments from this anonymous person about the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger – the f- last thing he said there, that's just incredibly off because, first of all, the cap's going to blow up next year. Right. And what deals have the Steelers really done that's going to screw the cap space up terribly next year? I mean, they got rid of Steven Nelson, so they saved cap space coming right. from next year. Juju's right. on a one-year deal, so it's not like that's going to really F up the cap. I Tyson Alualu is not making really yeah, anything, really, that's going to ruin cap in any significant way yeah you push some ben roethlisberger money off into the future but that cap is gonna go up on its own anyway right. without the steelers having to remove cap space from their current roster just because this year was a weird year with covid keeping the cap kind of down and maybe just running it back as far as it was concerned for the most part in 2020 and 2021 but everybody expects on the heels of this new tv deal that of course won't take place until a couple years 2023 but the 2022 cap will be over 200 million, maybe over 210 million dollars, which is mm-hmm. great news for the Steelers. Yeah, so absolutely. I just think it's incredibly off base for him to say that, and just it shows that you know when you're inside of another team's front office, maybe you shouldn't be talking about right. someone else's because you might not be as informed as you think you are. You might think in your head, oh, well, they're pushing everything off to next year, but you don't know the intricacies of their cap situation. Right. I mean, I think that's the first place we can start, and then we can dive into what he said about Ben. But um, I mean, yeah, what he said about the cap is just. It's just it's just wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Dale Lawyer said on Stan Savern's show a couple weeks ago that, you know, the Steelers could have one hundred eighty million dollars uh-huh. in cap space next year. So that's the most that he's ever seen the team that they could have in the, his career of covering them. And it's been 20 years that Dale's been covering the Steelers. So that's factually wrong. I mean, the cap is going to go up. And yeah, I mean, I know, you know, there is that point that you have voidable years and there's some some uh, some money that's been kicked down the road for certain guys. But none of that is going to kill you. I mean, it's not $180 million right. worth on, you know, on Juju or Ben or, you know, whoever you you, you kick the cap down the road with. Uh, it's not going to kill you. Um, and that's for sure. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're you know, I, I, whether you think it's right what the Steelers are doing with the cap situation right now and bringing Ben back, whatever, like, that's just factually wrong. The, the cap is not going to be affected by what they're doing with Ben. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way, exactly. shape, or form. It, it just can't happen. You don't even have to be paying mildly much attention to this team to know that either. All you had to do was look at the deal that Ben signed, that Ben restructured to say, okay, 
well, I get, I get what's happening here. You don't even have to. You could, you could have just seen that headline when it came out. What at, at this point, three weeks ago, to say, oh, I understand what the Steelers are trying to do with Ben here. You don't have to give it any second thought to know that. And so, whoever the source is, is just clearly trying to make a clickbait type headline just to get more attention because it's just, it's as Callan said, it's factually wrong. There is no disputing it. Yeah, exactly, and you lose the credibility when you say the thing about right. the cap space. But I guess that's why you keep yourself an anonymous source because you don't want to reveal your name because then no one's going to go for go to you as a source any longer. I mean, I don't even know who this person was that gave this anonymous source a microphone, but that person must feel foolish now because it's it's just wrong. Well, I don't know if they feel foolish because, again, it's anonymous, so they don't have I guess. any ties to the claim at all, but... You stay. I don't think he cares much about saying what he said about the cap. It's it's staying anonymous because you're going to bash a, a future Hall of Famer in your sport, and you don't want to do that, especially because hey, who knows when you're going to be? If you put your name on that and then you lose your front office job, maybe the Steelers are a potential suitor for you to give to give you another job. And well, you bashed our Hall of Fame quarterback about a year ago to yeah. the Athletic. So why would we bring you into our organization? Right. So you protect yourself that way too. But what he said about Ben Roethlisberger, you know. I get a little bit more on board with that than, of course, the absolute joke of what he's talking about with the cap. Not to the degree where I'm questioning if Ben Roethlisberger can still throw the ball. I think he proved that even as he started to decline and play down the stretch, there was still the Indianapolis game where he could still sling it around the field. And right. The Cleveland Browns game in the playoffs, even though that they were out of it for the most part, he still threw for over 500 yards and that was the very last game of the season. So I know he got fatigued and his quality of play kind of got worn down, but I still think he's able and capable of throwing the ball at a level that's high enough to be one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world, earning you a starting spot in the NFL. Yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, look, I think all three of us have questioned whether bringing Ben back is the right move for the future of the Steelers or you know, if bringing him back really means anything this season, because I think all three of us are kind of even questioning this team as a playoff team right yeah. now. I know there's a season of, of football to be played, so, you know, th- that remains to be seen. But at the same time, all three of us have questioned whether it is the right move for the franchise moving forward. But that at the same time, I'm sure all three of us can say, I mean, Ben is still one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world right now. And that's a minimum. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely a top 20 quarterback still in this league, I believe. I'm not saying he's, you know, up near 15. He's probably below that, but he's still still, uh, one of the best in the world at throwing a football. There's no question about that. So, you know, and on top of that, too, this, this anonymous source probably isn't paying attention to the Steelers and them, you know, it looks like they're going to try to become a more uh, running style offense, a more mm-hmm. balanced style offense. And you're not going to see Ben be forced to throw the ball 40 times a game, you know, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing. So I think when you look at this anonymous source and the reports of it, I feel like this guy or whoever it is just isn't very well informed with what's really going on around the Steelers. But granted, you know, to be fair, we all have said too that bringing Ben back might not be the best idea. But on the field, Ben can still do it. Sure. And it's we don't know why this person made this claim. You're not going to know until, you know, this person is revealed. And that may never never, will happen. That may never never happen. Right. And it could never happen. So 
it's not even worth our time to talk about it, but because oh. it was because it was mentioned, I mean, you have to talk about it. If this is a sealer show, you have to do it. If this you have a, your our quarterback's name in your mouth, we're talking about right. It, but right? Even, keep our quarterback's name. We out of your we mouth. it's 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 not doing him any service. I mean, it's doing him a service, but we don't want to be doing that service for this person because it's just giving him or or her, you know, just a little bit of 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 ammunition to say, okay, I I got my name out there, even though my name isn't out there. But yeah, I mean, you can't just throw Ben's name out there as willy nilly as this as this source did and expect not to get some some backlash for it. Now the other part is bringing back the team for the most part from 2020 and being a little bit better, I guess he, he said, I guess. And I kind of second that, I guess, to be honest with you, just because yeah, they are bringing back some pretty key pieces. It was a big win to get Tyson Alualu to flip on his contract from Jacksonville to come back to Pittsburgh. And they obviously re-signed Cam Sutton and they go out and they re-signed Juju Smith-Schuster as well when it looked like he was as good as gone. But you know, they're still missing a Mike Hilton. They're still missing mm-hmm. a Bud Dupree. There are pieces that have walked away from this defense, and you have to question Vince Williams, a cap casualty. So you have to wonder, A, are they really, for the most part, bringing back the team from 2020? And B, I guess you could say, yeah, they are, to that first question, or that first letter, or whatever you want to call <laughs> it. But to be honest... Like I kind of lost my train of thought there, where I was going. With You're, that. That they're was really not. <laughs> they're really not better, right? No. Yeah, they're no, really not no. better at this point. That no. You could say, yeah, okay, fine. You lose Bud, that's whatever. For the most part, the team's back, but that's a pretty big piece to lose. Like we weren't expecting this team to go twelve and four last no. year. If this team to- goes twelve no, and four this huge, year, that's a great point. It was a huge surprise to go twelve and four. If they Every go twelve time- and four this year, that that is the biggest ceiling destroyer that this team has ever had. The biggest leap over expectations this team has ever seen. When they started 3-0 and and then it was just 4-0, and 5-0, it was getting a little jaw-dropping at that point. And, you know, you hated it when you were living in the moment and people were saying, this is the worst undefeated team I've seen in blah, blah, blah so many years because... I don't think they were, though. I mean, they they, they were... were they were beating the right teams. They I, were beating good teams in addition to that. I think that they were a little bit better than their record said that they were. But they weren't the worst 11-0 team to ever go at 11-0. Well, I don't know about that because I just don't care about that, to be sure. quite frank. But I'm just trying to say that the flaws were always evident yeah, in that team. Right. It's not like But you don't go 11-0 team. on accident. No, you don't. But think about like a team like the Colts that went like 11-0 and the Saints that had a really great run with Drew Brees. Like... I know that that Colts team ended up losing to the Steelers in the playoffs, but still, they were just a juggernaut, and it seemed like they could do no wrong, but then I guess they did wrong, so what the hell do I know what I'm talking about? But, yeah, back to the original point. Don't really put a stamp of approval on them being, quote-unquote, better than they were. They're not. They're not. I'll put that stamp on it that they're not better better. than they were in 2020 or 2019. They're just not. Um, or I guess in 2020. In 2021, this team is not better than the one last year. It just isn't. Um, you know, I know you could say that, um, that that you know you're losing four starters on defense, and that is a fact, and that obviously makes your defense worse. I know you can bring in guys that will help and that will supplement that, but you got to look at the offensive side of things too. You're losing some starters there too. I, I know they're not. It's not the most ringing endorsement of the starters that you're losing because hopefully it's an upgrade over. 
Al Villanueva tackle. You know what I mean? Hopefully that part of it gets better. And even if you bring an explosive running back in, it is going to be an upgrade over Connor. I will give you that. But that doesn't make this team better than the one that was there last year. Like, like Jacob, to your point, if you know, we didn't expect the Steelers to go 12 and four last year, everybody was kind of saying, you know, 10 and six, you know, nine and seven, right. maybe 11 and five, maybe that's their ceiling. No one really thought they were going to go 11 and 0 and then finish, you know, 12 and four. Mm-hmm. But even that 12 and four, like if the Steelers did that last year, I'd be doing backflips over it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I think Definitely. any Steeler fan would be doing backflips, uh, you know, over the fact of this team going, you know, 12 and four. I just don't see that, you know, happening. I don't, I don't see them being better than this team last year. There, there's no way. No. And yeah, I mean, the expectations for this season too, I think would be a lot different had they gone maybe 10 and six, 11 and five, especially if they didn't start off 11 and 0, right? Even if they went 12 and four last year and it was three and 0 to three and one to five and two, and then eventually made their way to 12 and four, the expectations for this year are a lot more tempered, right? I mean, I mean, expectations aren't high. That's, I don't mean to say that. It's just, we're not going to feel as down about this upcoming year had last year gone differently throughout the regular season, even if it still ended with a playoff loss against the Browns. Because the way you start off, you just can't end so poorly as you did and then lose so many key pieces and expect things to not even improve. I mean, certainly they won't improve from last year. They're not going to go 13-3 and or better, lock up a, a home playoff game. We don't expect that, but... You know, we're not. We wouldn't be sitting here if things went somewhat different last year. We would be saying, "Okay, I could, I could, I'm comfortable with a nine and seven or a ten and six. I think it's possible, and I feel good about it." But you know, a couple of episodes ago, we went through the Steelers' schedule with the addition of the Seattle Seahawks as game number seventeen, and we said we can find a way that this team ekes out eight, nine, maybe ten wins, and that can earn, earn them a playoff spot. But we weren't feeling great about it, and we weren't feeling great about being in the postseason because of the postseason effort you saw from the team that was there last year. And you don't feel that this team could be better than the team that you saw last year. I agree with all pretty much all of what you said, but I want to get to this draft exercise before sure. we yeah, close things out here. So we've beat to death the positions that we think the Steelers should take. We've done mock drafts about picking positions. I want to do kind of the reverse of that talk about any positions that we feel so strongly about that are currently on the Steelers roster that they should avoid them completely in this NFL draft. They shouldn't touch this position group with a 10-foot pole. And I'll go first and just throw the obvious one out there, and I think it's wide receiver because they already have so much mm-hmm. at that position for legitimate NFL talents. And then you can throw Raymond McLeod in there as a fifth guy too who had NFL time last year, so he definitely isn't just some – bum anymore he's got the experience at least under his belt so but you got four legitimate pros you got a tight end who's basically a wide receiver but just beefier so i think they're perfectly fine at that position and i don't want to waste a draft pick in this pit in this class on a wide receiver right i mean now if someone were to fall maybe you could talk me into it i guess you always have to say like what if jalen waddle falls to number 24 i mean or what if Devontae smith is there yeah i still might pass on him though there's just so much more you need no i hear you right you don't need another one of them when if atn or harris or williams that's exactly right yeah it's so attractive and you like watch it go by like no yeah and you may be thinking in your head what if i picked dobbins last year and then this happened but still 
You, you got to just let right. that go. No, I hear Claypool's you. pulls your guy at least for the next couple of years. Right. As far as who's going to be a number one, I think. Yeah, you're right there. And, you know, like I said, I mean, maybe you could talk me into it if someone were to fall at that point. But even then, I think it's a tough selling point. Even then, I think you have to pass up on a wide receiver. And, you know, I know you can maybe get one in the later rounds and it turns out to be, you know, something that can play for you that's a starter. That's very possible. But, you know, when you look at the holes on this team and you look at, you know, they only have, what, eight or nine picks this year. They have more holes on that team than eight or nine. So you really got to address each need that you have with every draft pick. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I know that some of them are going to be of more importance because you're going to use a first-round pick or a second-round pick on them, whereas, you know, at some point you're going to have to use a seventh-round pick on somebody. Um, but, yeah, you do have to address every aspect of those holes, um, and you have to do it in the draft. Um, you know, I couldn't agree with wide receiver more. Stay away from that. That's That's – priority number x you know what i mean like just stay away from that don't do it yeah totally agree another position group on the other side of the ball i don't want to take a defensive lineman in this draft i wanted to a week ago i wanted a defensive tackle maybe in the middle rounds or even if one drops but you bring back alu alu you got three down the middle there or or, excuse me you've got four down the middle there now with bugs davis wormley one of them's probably gonna go right exactly so if you have enough on your line and i guess you could say oh what about hayward what about to it pretty sure mondo's back though so and you have marsh too exactly i mean he kind of plays the edge but mondo like Either way, You've got enough, even really. if you need to put a backup at the edge on the defensive end, yeah. that's fine. And Alu-Alu kicks out to the outside. Right. So if one of those two gets hurt, the depth chart move is Alu-Alu moving out and Wormley becoming the starter sure. at defensive tackle. And, so and you can live with that. If you've got enough in that def- defensive line room where we know you're going to have to cut somebody, don't draft somebody. Right, yeah. yeah. Especially when you have so many other needs. Right, you have so many other ones. Like we said, you know, I think it was the, you know last week, maybe we talked about the, the defensive tackle position and, you know, you're going to end up cutting somebody in camp. It's mm-hmm. either going to be Bugs or it's going to be um, Carlos Davis. So one of them is probably going to go, you know, why bring in another one that you're probably going to end up cutting two guys, right? You know, just keep what you got. And, and then at some point, like you said, I think you illustrated it well, Tom, with the defensive line. Like, even though if you have an injury, there are guys that can kind of bounce around, and that's always a good thing to have. So, again, defensive line, that's another one for me to stay away from. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree, but – Again, a week ago, if we were having this exercise it's, being yeah, done, much different. Not, I mean, we we are prioritizing defensive line at that point because of how sh- thinly stretched the unit is. But I mean, I can't believe that we're actually sitting here saying Tyson Alualu will be a Steeler in twenty twenty one after we all thought he was going to be a Jaguar. So it's it's a huge relief that we don't have to worry about it now. Now, we definitely want them to take a cornerback, but what about that other spot in the defensive backfield, safety? safety Minka yeah. and Terrell Edmonds got the starting jobs on lock, no question about that. Uh, Jordan Dangerfield will be at camp, and he's a special teams yeah. dynamo. Um, Sean Davis is back in the saddle, so yeah. you got him as a backup option. Killebrew, too. Kill- I think you're good at safety as far as wasting a draft pick on it. If you want to fill out that depth, maybe go ahead and – Get an undrafted rookie free agent there, yeah. or maybe just get a free agent in general. But since you got your starters on lock, I think you're pretty solid. You don't need the to cornerbacks, those starters aren't as much yeah. on lock, but the right. safety starters are on lock. As far as if they got injured tomorrow, you'd have Dangerfield and Davis as the backups. Which you so, can live well, with. So okay. you've got the depth chart filled out there, which again, as part of what I'm trying to get from this exercise is to just say there's so many holes on this roster, both depth-wise and at the starting spots, that 
if you've got even somewhat of a depth chart made up at any one of these position groups, wide receiver, defensive line, or in the safety spot, don't waste the pick on it. I would yeah. say, I mean, the cornerback starters are locked up, right? We know it's going to be Cam Sutton, and we know it's going to be Joe Hayden. But we don't know who's going to be that guy when Cam Sutton has to bump into the slot. Okay, when they that's, fair. Who's that's gonna, fair. Is it going to be Pierre? Is it going to, who's going to, is it Lane going to step up and be the outside guy if once they go nickel? Or is it neither of those guys, or neither of those guys going to be good? You know what I mean? That's a is question it you have to be a third-round draft pick that over sh- overshines at camp? Is exactly. he going to step in when we go nickel and play on the outside? And you that's why it's a yeah. question mark, right? That's, sure. Yeah. Okay, that's Safety, fair. I think, is pretty solid. Yeah, I yeah. think safety's, you know I mean? And on top of that, a lot of the safeties on the team are going to play specials, so that fills out the depth chart. There, I know. And Marcus Allen, I know he's kind of becoming a hybrid. But he can do it too. He can drop back there yeah. too. He's beefier like Terrell Edmonds too, so he's kind of in that mold. If Edmonds were to go out long term, sure. you could toy around with starting Allen, even though you probably have different ideas for him as far as how right. you want to utilize him in the the defensive scheme. But yeah, I think defensive line, you're fine. I think wide receiver room, you're fine, and I think safeties, you're fine. Don't know if anywhere else you're fine, honestly. I mean, I have one. I mean, not because you're okay at the position, but because, like, we keep talking about you just can't draft one. I think we've brought it up before, but quarterback. You, oh, you, Kellen, gonna, you stole it from me. I was going to yeah. end it on that. You can't. I was going to say quarterback. You can't draft a quarterback this year because he's not going to play. No. I mean, at any stretch. I mean, regardless of whether you, you know, if some, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence falls to 24, yeah, take him. But you know what I mean? Like, you're <laughs> yeah, never. Hell yeah. But you're never going to do that. And even if you draft, you know, the the sixth best quarterback in the, in the class or whatever it is, he's not going to play until 2022. You know, so, yeah. again, you need to address holes, and that's one hole that, yeah, you're going to have to worry about next year and in the future, but you can't worry about it in 2021. I would add to that, too. The guys worth drafting aren't even going to be there. No, you won't even When you're them. at 24, when you're at 55, it doesn't matter. The value won't be there. So unless you want to trade up, which the Steelers won't do, unless they want to trade up to the top 10, top 5 to get one of those guys – it's a different conversation, but they're not going to do that. And the guys that will be there at 24, it's not worth keeping them for a year on the bench for no reason. Right? I want, uh, yeah, I agree. And I wonder if, you know, they maybe get a little gun shot. I wonder if Colbert deep down, have a couple beers with them, get him to really talk. Yeah. He kind of regrets taking Mason Rudolph with that pick and moving on from Landry Jones and kind of how the backup. Do you think Landry Jones evolved. is any better than Mason yes. Rudolph? I oh, think. I don't know. See, maybe not now. No, maybe not at this now. point now. But I think in the season where Ben got hurt, yeah, he would have been five years ago. No, like two years. Oh, ago two when years ben ago, Ben got hurt. I okay. think Landry Jones would. I thought been he made five option. years ago when Landry Jones was the starter for those like. Two no, or three and he games. did fine for those games. Yeah, but I think that. I mean, is is he still in the XFL, Landry not, Jones? But forget about that. Okay, I'm just saying as far as drafting a quarterback in the third round, Wasting a when pick. you could have yeah. used it to help okay, better Roethlisberger. And then you just eat Landry Jones and say he's going to be my backup for the next yeah. couple of seasons. So I wonder yeah, if that kind of digs at him and he thinks, you know what, I'm not going to make that mistake again and I'm not going to take a Mac Jones at 24 or I'm not going to take a Kellen Mond in the third yeah. round. I'm going to fill out this team's needs around quarterback. We'll deal with quarterback next year. Yeah, I think that's the way you got to approach it. And, and I agree with you, Tom, that that I think Landry Jones would have been the better option in that season. Maybe not now, but for sure that year. On the next episode of Steelers Standard, we are going to take a spin of the wheel of a thousand questions. One of our favorite segments around here, so you're definitely want gonna want to listen to that. Not one of, I would say it's your one. favorite. It's segment. my favorite. You yeah. make sure you listen to that. Make sure you listen to all of our Steelers Standard podcasts. You can find them at Steelers.com. 
You can download and subscribe to them at Apple or Spotify. You can always hear us on SNR as well if you like listening on the radio side. But that's going to do it for Jacob Recht and Kalangarski. I'm Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you on the next episode of Steeler Standard.